Yeah, I think I really needed kind of a maintenance tool because the problem that I was running into was I would have a great session with my therapist and then right after that for the next six and a half days, I would just backslide and fall right back into my same um, bad habits and I wanted something to walk with me every day so that at least once a day something interrupted my automatic negative thought. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are making their mark on the world and contributing to the common good. Making your mark, big or small, is creating a legacy, and it's one of the proven ways we can age well. Zestful Aging Podcast is my legacy. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. And our lovely music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a previous guest on Zestful Aging. Find out more about her on judybanker.com. And to find out more about this podcast, my web courses and other offerings, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. I know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now. We're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, Just go to zestfulaging.com and it is all yours. Well, you know who I've got right by my side, Sparky the Jack Russell. He is waiting for his walk. He will not be disappointed. It's a beautiful day in Syracuse. We have a really great interview for you today, one that touches me particularly deeply as a psychotherapist. And you may already know that almost half of Americans will face mental illness in their lifetime. And it's hard not to notice the amount of ads that there are for meds that treat depression, bipolar disorder, and anxiety, all on TV and print media everywhere we turn around. And even before COVID, we've been facing a huge jump in suicides. People are suffering and clients are calling me daily and telling me they can't get in to see a therapist because we are all at capacity. Today, we're going to talk about a new way to intervene in mental health conditions that has been proving to be extremely successful. We're going to talk to Johnny Crowder, who's a suicide abuse survivor, and he spent his formative years searching for resources to help him cope with his mental health conditions, ranging from OCD and bipolar disorder to schizophrenia. His searching led him to develop a new way to address mental health challenges. His app, Cope Notes helps support mental health and increases the emotional health of the planet in an accessible and highly effective way. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Can everybody hear me at home? Raise your hand if you can hear me at home. (laughs) Um, I can't see if they can raise their hands, but you (laughs) sound great. So um, we're going to go with it. can we start with hearing the story of how Cope Notes came about? Yeah, so the 
I'll tell you what I wish the story was first. I wish the story what I was li- was that I was laying in bed and a light bulb appeared over my head and I was like, I'm going to save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and did it. But <laughs> really, it's um, I was just really frustrated, honestly. I was maybe, let's see, I was probably like nine or so years into treatment and just really frustrated with a lot of the different um pitfalls and shortcomings that a lot of the other resources that I had relied on were I don't I don't even know how to word how frustrated I was. I felt like I wanted something to walk with me every single day and most of the things that people were offering to me were like uh, once a week, once every couple weeks and I was attending um therapy and that helped but it's kind of like you know, you wouldn't eat one big meal once a week and then not eat the rest of the week, you know? And I needed more sustained support. Yeah, I think I really needed kind of a maintenance tool because the problem that I was running into was I would have a great session with my therapist and then right after that for the next six and a half days, I would just backslide and fall right back into my same Um, bad habits and I wanted something to walk with me every day so that at least once a day something interrupted my automatic negative thought and provided some sort of catalyst for a positive change so cope notes was really me trying to I wish it was me trying to solve the world's problem but Mm. ultimately originally it was pretty selfish I wanted to figure out how to help myself well, that's how a lot of great ideas get started. So you you had this idea that, you know, I need something daily, more supportive, not sort of once a week in a big dose. And uh, were apps, I, I'm trying to think of the timeline here, had apps really taken off or where was, where were we in the whole app development uh, phase? Yeah, so I, I almost made it an app actually, um, I mean, this was early 2018 when I was working on this, and Mm. I had a big beef with apps, though. Apps are only good if you remember to use them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And not to mention, they um, pretty much anytime you download an app, they have access to your personal data, um, a lot of times to your calls and texts and your your geographic location, um, your purchasing behaviors, and it really just something didn't sit right with me about... Um, downloading a mental health app and having it have all that access to all of my info. So I was trying to solve two problems. Number one, how can we make an app that is, uh, that doesn't collect all of that data? And number two, how can we make an app that um, people don't have to remember to use? And then the third thing, this was something that really woke me up. I was talking to my mom's boyfriend at the time and he said, well, okay, let's say you do make an app that uh, reaches out to the user first instead of the user having to log into the app to use it. And let's say you do make one that's privacy compliant and doesn't collect all that personal data. What about people who don't have smartphones or people who aren't tech savvy? Then it doesn't matter how great your app is because you can't help them. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so we actually wound up at SMS um, when I read online that there are two and a half billion cell phone users who don't have a smartphone. They don't have internet access or data plans. And it made me realize, wow, I could make an app, but I'm leaving two and a half billion people out to dry. Mm-hmm. 
lots of problems here. I mean, great idea. And how do you get it to the people who need it most? I mean, th- that's the hardest part of anything. Is now that we have something that a bunch of people can use. How the heck do we get it to them? And I also, right before, listeners don't know this, but right before we started recording, um, you mentioned that uh, you have listeners in 92 countries, and that is exactly how many countries that we have users in right now. Oh, wow. That's, that's, I haven't heard that before. That's really, that's really great. Um, And are they translated? Are these, uh, is this translated? Is it in English? How does that work for you guys? Yeah, believe it or not, it's the same as you. It's an English, like you have an English show and somehow there are people in 92 countries who are listening to the English version of the show, I'm assuming. Yes. And with Cope Notes, it's the same. I honestly, if you would have asked me a year ago, like how many countries have English speakers in it, I'd be like 11? Thirteen, and yes. so each time we get a new user in like Indonesia or oh. um, Nigeria or something, North, I'm like, holy North crap! Macedonia, I yeah. I had no idea that English was as pervasive as it is, but that actually is good because while we could see um, making translated versions in the future, right now um, we really want to focus on making the English version as good as possible, so that when we do translate it, mm-hmm. we already have a lot of the work done. The thing that I really like about Cope Notes, because there are other apps out there, there's other, you know, there are other formats that help mental health. You have some very rigorous research, and there are different ways you're getting at the same problem. Can you talk a little bit about the, it's not like you're just saying, oh, you know, chin up or, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, you've got some really interesting science uh, behind what helps. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'll touch on two parts. Um, The first is the content and the second is the delivery. So Um, A lot of my friends, when I first told them about the idea, they're like, so you're just going to text people like smile and be positive. And I was like, heck (laughs) no. Oh, God. (laughs) No, that would be. I would unsubscribe from that in a heartbeat. (laughs) And a lot of times I don't I don't really resonate with like um, this like super fluffy, like unicorns and butterflies kind of messaging. I need something. Positivity is. Yes, it's all good. Right. Yeah, I need I need messaging to be real at least and acknowledge that stuff is difficult and sometimes you don't have good days i need anything that i engage with i need it to be real enough um that i don't just write it off as being super out of touch and fluffy and so not only do we take that approach with the content but also all of the content every single text is written by a peer with lived experience so these are people who have firsthand lived experience with uh, loss or mental illness or um, any sort of like eating disorders or body image issues or you know the list goes on we want the texts to be written by people who have really had um, maybe not the easiest go of it and then we want to make sure that everything we send has a proven psychological principle at its base. So we have a clinical oversight panel of mental health professionals who review every single text in our library. And that's just to make sure that, you know, we're not just texting people whatever we feel like. We want to make sure that 
if you get a text message, I can identify the psychological principle, the the chapter in my positive psychology book that that is born from. And when it comes to delivery, really, we focus a lot on randomization. So we want to make sure that no two people get the same message at the same time and that you don't get so accustomed to like, well, it's 1.17 p.m. Here comes my Cope Notes text. <laughs> we want to make sure that ah. these are catching you off guard because over time, um, habituation is like when your brain tunes stuff out because y- y- it thinks that that information has already been processed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to combat that so that every time you get a text, you never know when it'll show up or what it'll say, but you do know that it will have a positive impact. I think you're talking about intermittent reinforcement. That idea that that randomness where it's much more powerful. And I think something that you've probably read a fair amount about is this idea that you kind of have to set your brain up to do the right thing. So your brain kind of will do whatever is easiest, whatever burns the least amount of calories, which sometimes means thinking yesterday's thoughts today. So if yesterday's thought was you look in the mirror and you think that your nose looks really weird, and then today your brain defaults to that familiar thought because the distance that that um, little charge has to travel between synapses is shorter. So what Cope Notes is trying to do is pull those synapses a little closer or pull those a little further apart and encourage others to grow closer together by interrupting yesterday's thought with a catalyst for something different. I love that. Could you just give a couple of examples to our listeners? What would be an example of a cope note they may receive? You know, I get this question a lot. And if possible, I want to refute it. If you still need an example, I'm happy to give one. But I actually changed our website. So now at the very top of the website in the header, you can see a a week's worth of Cope Notes texts right there. But the reason that I often don't answer this question is because of the delivery thing I mentioned. So when your brain is primed to hear me read a text message, your walls are up, you have your defenses up, and you'll hear something and think, well, that's kind of cute, I guess. But when that text interrupts you while you're brushing your teeth, or while you're sitting in traffic, or you're in a meeting, or your kids are screaming in the other room, the delivery is really what allows your brain to interpret that text in a way that is relevant in your everyday life. So I can read one if you still want me to read one, but I strongly encourage (laughs) people to not just think that this is a quote you're going to see on Instagram. It is something that is specifically designed to interrupt you. So if I read it without the interruption, I'm fairly fairly certain that it may fall a little more flat than it would if it actually showed up in your life. I see. I see. Fair enough. Um, we'll, We'll leave the surprise. I'm wondering how learning about the brain, um, I'm assuming you learned some about the brain as you were researching and that you didn't, I mean, is that is that right? That you didn't know all about this randomization and the synapses before you started this project? Is that right? Well, I did go to school for psychology. Oh, okay. So I, I learned a, a fair amount there, but I got to be honest, you almost learn more trying to build something for the brain than you learn taking classes about the brain because you realize that you have to make all of these accommodations to leverage what the brain already does for 
an outcome. So if we're trying to make the brain default to healthier thought patterns, what things do we need to dial up and what things do we need to dial down so we can use the brain's momentum for that positive outcome, you know? Yes, I see, I see. I'm wondering in terms of your own mental health, Johnny, that like we know that having a purpose in life and also giving to others can be extremely therapeutic. Have you had a a, a benefit in your own mental health in terms of developing this for others now? So that is a complex question because you are familiar, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with the concept of compassion fatigue. Yes. And so I kind of alternate. There are some days when I wake up and I'm like, let's get out there and save mm-hmm. the world. Like my, my knuckles literally have save them tattooed on them. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, my hero was Captain Planet. So being able to get out there and make a difference in the world and leverage what I've been through for the benefit of other people. Obviously, that is a tremendous driving force and it feels very rewarding. I feel very connected. But to be 100% honest, there are days when I wake up and think, wow, I don't have the energy to put more of myself out there or to take on someone else's burden today. So it's, it's a very delicate balance between being vulnerable and open and putting yourself out there and then on some days you have to sort of check your energy meter and be like do I need to sort of spend a few hours by myself today do I need to go on a bike ride do I need to maybe not answer text messages for four hours just so I don't have my phone near me you know it's definitely a balance I I hear that loud and clear and um, I'm guessing that one of the things you do to recharge is play in your band do you want to talk about that yeah it's always interesting when people find out like when people find out about cope notes through my band it feels pretty normal but when people find out about uh, my band through cope notes they're like (laughs) what he does like heavy music but yeah i am in a metal band called prison and it is the question i always get is is that that screaming stuff yes it's that screaming stuff and I love it, and our shows are a big mess, a bunch of people stage diving and moshing and jumping up and down, and it's it's basically, not only is it uh, God's greatest test of my OCD, um, being in a giant room of sweaty people rubbing all against each other and uh-huh. screaming at the top of their lungs. I and, suspect. Yeah. Lots of germ transmission. Yeah. So not only is it that, but also it's it's a way to feel very tangibly connected with other people. And it's always been a healthy outlet for me. Like I grew up with a lot of anger issues, a lot of frustration and depression. And I had no clue how to channel that um, into a creative outlet. And I think metal has always been that outlet for me. So it's cool as I've grown, I thought, you know, maybe as I grew up and get less angry, I will not like metal anymore. And as I get older, I realize I never liked metal because it was angry. I liked it because it was honest. Mm-hmm. Is that also helping as an outlet, not only for anger at perhaps some of the past abuse, um, but in the world that we're living now, is that a good outlet for you to deal with some of the injustice and... Um, I, I just... Yeah, I think back, like, 
maybe some listeners remember. So I'm 28. So I was born in 1992. And when I was growing up was kind of when metal was starting to become a thing. Um, at least like modern heavy metal where like Slipknot would play on Conan and it was like what is happening culturally Uh, right now uh, and like Rage Against the Machine and stuff and and I think that was born from unrest there were people who were um, frustrated or saddened or had these emotions around what was going on in the world like politically or um, you know regarding the economy or wars or social justice or whatever and they needed they needed somewhere to feel that they were processing that and you know for some people that's uh playing basketball for some people that's going kayaking and for some people that's you know listening to metal and i'm i definitely turn to i have a calm down playlist on spotify that's just for me and it's for whenever i get uh, frustrated or I feel really anxious, I'll put on my calm down playlist and kind of bring my heart rate back down. And my sister makes fun of me because like almost all the songs on the playlist are metal songs. And she's like, how does this calm you down? I'm like, I don't know. It just does. Mm-hmm. I see. Are there any other ways? Because uh, you're really, you've really taken this to an art form that you use to metabolize your anger and frustration because as you know people are feeling that um at new levels now and don't really always know what to do with these feelings wait are you asking what i do what else i do through the band or what else besides the band what what else besides the band do you do that you've discovered is helpful in um dealing with difficult feelings which everyone has right now yeah um i will say the classic answer which is journaling i think that anyone who doesn't journal right now and thinks that it wouldn't help them i want to challenge that Mm -hmm. and say that you don't know whether or not it will help you because you're not doing it (laughs) so (laughs) i definitely encourage people like i mean open up i i keep a word document and i write in it every night i write 10 things i'm grateful for one through ten a list and then right under that I write all of the things that I'm praying about things that I want to you know situations I want to change or things that I want to help with or things that I need help with um, and honestly it's made a really big difference journaling but another thing that I think is really important to people that they might not be considering is um, do you have another thing Like for me, let's just say Cope Notes was my only thing. Um, I feel like I would quit. I would Mm. need one other thing. And like a balance, is it a balance that you're suggesting? Well, I'm more so saying you need, so I'll use this year as an example. So this year has been absolutely brutal. Mm -hmm. And I think your brain will grab at stuff out of necessity so for me you know growing up I really liked cars um, and then I kind of grew out of it I got into music and got into mental health stuff and cars kind of fell by the wayside and now this year all of a sudden I am watching all these car review videos and I have these uh, model 
cars that I have been geeking out over. And then <laughs> I've been going to car shows. And it's this whole new, I mean, like, borderline obsession. This new it's fascination. A, it's a subculture almost. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh. And my point of it is you don't have to love cars, but if you are feeling like you're going to explode, your brain is primed to find a new thing that you didn't know you loved. So please try something. Physical activity is great. Like trying to do so. I went to a Ninja Warrior gym back in January and I was like, wow, I didn't even know I liked climbing on stuff like a monkey. So just get out and try. Try stuff. Researching something or looking into some uh, weird thing that you used to like. Just try poking around and figuring out what your brain needs. Because the fact is that if you feel like you're going to explode, your brain might benefit from having another bucket to pour stuff into. I think that's such great advice. I mean, it gets tricky because when people often feel overwhelmed, they're not super energetic, right? So, you know, to really uh, do it, even though you may not be feeling like doing it right now, um, is certainly, you know, uh, advice that I sometimes give my clients. You're not going to feel like going to the ninja gym, but just go for five minutes and see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to say to our audience about cope notes or mental health in general that I haven't asked? Hmm. Well, I I know that I can say I'll say something about cope notes real quick. Um, a lot of people ask me this specific question, so I just want to clarify. A lot of people will hear, let's say I'm on a podcast like this one, and someone hears me talk about Cope Notes, and they think, well, it's probably not for me. And that is based a lot of times on the assumption that um, it's for people with some specific diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And it's just not. I, I created Cope Notes for anyone with a cell phone and a brain And we all feel frustration. We all feel um, anxiety. We all feel depression. We all Mm -hmm. feel the feelings associated with these diagnoses, whether we are diagnosed with anything or not. So I just want to clarify that I I don't care what country you're living in. I don't care what you have and haven't been diagnosed with. And Mm -hmm. at this point, I don't even care whether it's cope notes or something else. But I do encourage you to make a change. You can't live through a year like this year and not change anything about the way you cope with things. Something, if if you don't change something, your, your body or your mind will. And I always encourage people to get there before they have to default to a coping mechanism and make that choice. Do you want it to be Taekwondo? Do you want it to be stretching? Do you want it to be cooking? Right now you can make that choice, but if you put it off and wait, I can guarantee that what your body or brain defaults to won't be anywhere nearly as healthy as what you could choose right now. So Uh, that's a great I think that's such a great way to describe it. Have you ever heard of this expression? Your brain is a great servant, but not a good master. Yes. And there's a lot of truth to that. I agree that we have to be intentional and say, this is what I need. Let me make these choices because otherwise things don't go very well. 
Yeah. And oh, the last thing I wanted to say is um, if also if you are listening and even after this whole conversation, you think, you know what? My brain is literally perfect. I never get frustrated. <laughs> I never get anxious. I've never had a bad day in my life. Hmm. Um, I also want to let you know, first of all, check in with Guinness Book of World Records and National Geographic because they're going to have to ask you a lot of questions. Um, you're probably the first person like that in the world. But if Yeah, you, you're a scientific specimen. Yeah, but if you are that person, um, Cope Notes does have gift subscriptions for friends or family members. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can give someone else this gift. And we also have family plans. So if you're a parent and you want to like rope your whole family into a plan. And then also um, we have been working with um, businesses and organizations and hospitals and insurance mm-hmm. companies. And- I saw that you have a tremendous number of facilities that have used your your product. Yes, ma'am. So I always try to just mm-hmm. let people know if you don't think it's a good fit for you, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a way that we can work with your friends or family or your community to help improve the mental and emotional health of the planet we're living on, which in turn will benefit you down the line. That's great. So we will, uh, let's see, I just wanted to ask you before we end it, I think I, I might know the answer, but uh, Johnny, talk to me about your legacy. What, what do you want your legacy to be? Wow. What a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I want my legacy to be related to the way people think about taboo topics. So you know, I'm covered in tattoos and I want someone to think about people who have a bunch of tattoos differently because of me. Or, you know, I'm a Christian, so I want people at a metal show to think of Christians differently. And then I want people in the business world to think of CEOs differently. I want to help people break away from this prejudice that people, like everyone more or less falls into these different categories Um, I want to do whatever I can to break that because I think that that's the root of a lot of our pain is um, thinking that people or things are one way and not realizing that we're doing a lot of damage by limiting them just because of our own prejudices. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's that's quite quite poignant. Um, so where can people find out more about Cope Notes, order them and enjoy them and, and benefit from all of the research and, and I would say love that you've put into this project? Yeah, buddy. So I'll, I'll give myself a couple plugs real quick. Copenotes.com is your best bet. So if you're going to okay. turn the podcast off right now and not listen to the rest, Copenotes.com has pretty much everything you need. <laughs> Um, my band is called Prison, so mm-hmm. if you're in the metal or even if you're not, I encourage you to check it out. Um, our recent record talks a lot about mental health, so if you listen to a podcast like this, you might like it. And then um, I'm on social media, uh, just Johnny Crowder, pretty much wherever you look on Instagram. I'm Johnny Crowder Loves You. And I also gave a TED Talk earlier this year, so if you are a mm-hmm. TED Talk type of person, mm-hmm. um, you can search on YouTube Johnny Crowder TED Talk and I hope it will pop up. I'm sure it will. I think it will. And I think it's also on your website. Am I correct about that? I believe it's on the about page. Okay. That sounds great. I really appreciate your your work. Um, I I admire it. I think it's really excellent quality. Speaking from 
a psychotherapy point of view. I've been doing it for 30 years. So um, I had a little bit of a bias, speaking of biases, that, you know, I'm not really sure this is going to work for me. But I'm really, uh, I really love what you've done here. I think it's going to be helpful. And I've already recommended it to some clients. So I, uh, I just wanted to say that. And I really thank you for coming on and explaining what it does and how it's been for you throughout the years going from a pretty tough situation to creating this really beneficial tool. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It means the world. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a powerful new tool that supports your mental and emotional health in what are extremely trying times. And you may remember that I've been a psychotherapist for 30 years, and I'm always a little suspicious of products that claim to help us feel less anxious, depressed, or worried. But then I was introduced to a new kind of app called Cope Notes, and I have become a big fan. Cope Notes was developed by a guy who spent a lot of his life trying to figure out what might help support him through his own weekly psychotherapy sessions. Cope Notes is an app that gives you random texts through the day to break through some of the negative messages that might be repeating in your head. It's well-researched and has been a Adopted by many mental health facilities. I highly recommend it. I think we can all use a little support right now. So check out copenotes.com forward slash zestful. I will receive a small portion of those proceeds. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback about how it works for you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now.
We all need help with our anxiety. So being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>